Hey everyone, welcome back to the Grow the Jazz podcast. I'm Jazz and I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. So, programming. Now, programming is, it's a bit of an art and there is a lot more to it than meets the eye. And it it is more than just kind of sets and reps. In fact, there there are two things, you know, the sets and the reps, they're pretty far down my list of importance when I'm designing a training program. So, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking you through the main steps that I go through when programming specifically for a muscle building or kind of hypertrophy goal. And I thought this would be pretty timely as I've recently been designing phase three of the Train With Jazz group program. And that is actually starting next Monday or, or yeah, so you're li- if you're listening to this on the Monday it comes out, it's starting the following Monday. And let me just say, it's a bloody good phase, um, if I do say so myself. So if you're not already a member of this program, but you're ready to start following a a training program that is actually really going to get you results, then now would be the perfect time to join. And if you sign up this week, you can get 20% off your first month as well. um, And that will be using the code SUMMER in capital letters. And if you sign up, you'll get immediate access to the app. Um, immediate access to the 90 plus page training nutrition guide that all members receive, um, the private Facebook group as well, but you won't actually be billed until you start training on Monday. With that being said, let's go through my process and the process I went through recently when when mapping out phase three of, of my group program. So in step one, I always start by thinking about the goals, the priorities and the ability of the lifter. Um, And and I have those things kind of in mind throughout. You know, are there certain muscle groups that that particular um, person or type of lifter are keen on building? How demanding can the exercises be in regards to the technique required and the kind of maybe coordination required and skill levels. In the case of my group programming, um, the training has a particular emphasis on building the glutes and other muscles of the lower body, along with a lot of shoulder work and the um, back as well to kind of create, you know, we're working on sculpting that kind of hourglass shape that's pretty sought after. Um, now, when I'm training for a male, for example, they have slightly different priorities and maybe want to train, kind of have a bit more volume for chest and a bit more arms volume. Step two uh, is looking at the days per week that we have av- available in the gym to train. And so I like to see those as kind of empty slots, seeing the training week as a whole rather than kind of each session individually and I think this is really key with programming you've got to consider how the movements are spread across a week um, when you're training certain muscle groups how exercises might impact each other total volume um, per muscle group across the week etc in the group we have a four-day split with an optional fifth session for those who prefer to train five days a week so I start with those kind of empty slots Moving on to step three, and this is kind of where exercise selection begins. I tend to do the lower body session first for whatever reason, maybe because they're kind of most taxing. And so we kind of base our week around that. And then I can kind of plan the rest of the week around it. Um, We know that to train a muscle group well, we've got to understand each of the actions it performs on our skeleton. So 
Does it raise the arm? Does it straighten the leg? Does it rotate the leg? If we don't know what a muscle actually does, then how can we choose exercises to train it properly? And this is why at least a a very basic understanding of of anatomy and biomechanics is really needed to make an effective, well-rounded training program. So let's say my lifter, I know they want to build their glutes. So when designing their lower body training, I've got in mind that there are three different glute muscles. I know that between them, they perform hip extension and abduction. And I know that they need to be trained through squatting, bridging, hinging and abduction patterns. So I know all of those functions. I know about the muscles. I know what movements and exercises are going to be able to train those functions. So when I start to choose my exercises, I'll be making sure I have at least one squatting pattern like a leg press or a split squat or a reverse lunge, etc. I know I need at least one bridge or hip extension movement um, to train the glutes in their short position. So a hip thrust to cast glute bridge or a back extension for example and I'm going to need at least one hinge for example you know RDL variations and at least one kind of abduction for you know maybe something like a cable seated abduction or some kind of 30 degree kickback and I'll also be making sure that we're not repeating ourselves in the same session and doing exercises that are training those same functions and kind of become redundant so for example you know we wouldn't need two RDL or really hinge variations within one session um, or you know doing a split squat and then another similar movement like a step up probably wouldn't be you know the best use of our time within a session. Now step four is going to be looking at kind of exercise order things I might need to consider here is which movements are most taxing which movements require most concentration and skill, which move, which muscle groups are the priority. And then that'd probably be a, a bit earlier in the session. But also, you know, practical considerations like how easy it is to move from one exercise to another around the gym. And, and there's no single correct exercise order. There's different arguments for certain exercises first versus later. For example, we know that most muscles tend to fatigue first in their shortened or contracted position, which suggests that we might actually want to train them in that position first. Um, Then exercise when we train them in the lengthened position, we might want to put after them, which we could still be able to perform well in, you know, in theory. Um, So that would mean doing a leg extension before your smith machine squat for example but then others might argue that the smith machine squat is mentally much more challenging and works better at the start of a session when we're kind of physically and mentally freshest so you know as you can see there's arguments for both and there's kind of no no particular right or wrong but there is rationale behind those decisions for sure when i've chosen all of my exercises and placed them appropriately in the week and ordered them it, you know, the way I choose to, then I'm going to move on to step five, which is deciding things like the number of sets, the rep range and the tempo, and also the target RIR. So RIR standing for reps in reserve, which is a prescription of intensity, you know, the intensity, the challenge of a set, how close the set should be taken to muscular failure. The sets and the reps depend on the exercise itself and its stability and that kind of thing. It depends on the lifter. It also depends on where the movement is in in a session. If you want kind of more specifics, generally I tend to program two to four sets per exercise, anywhere from five up to 15 plus reps. I do program in rep ranges, so, you know, four to six reps 
six to 10 reps, eight to 12, 10 to 15, um, which is really important for being able to work within a rep range, but also challenging ourselves within a rep range um, and getting strong across different you know, high reps, but and also low reps as well is is really valuable. And some exercises, as I said, might be suited to slightly higher versus slightly lower reps, um, or or vice versa. But based on things like the skill requirement, if the movement loads the spine, um, how it would work practically. But I decide if the exercise um, has a standard tempo next. So whether it has kind of a regular you know, relatively controlled eccentric and explosive concentric, or whether we're we're going to be incorporating any pauses or super slow eccentrics, for example. And finally, I'm going to go on to prescribe the intensity of the sets, as I said, using RAR, which is that one to 10 scale, where one, well, zero is um, zero reps in reserve, so no reps in the tank. And then one rep, rep in reserve would mean you've got, when you finish the set, you've got one ref, rep left in the tank before you fail. Again, that is going to be dependent on the kind of experience of the lifter, the type of exercise, etc. But generally, um, a prescription of between naught to 3 RIR tends to be most suitable for kind of muscle building goals. So there we have it, a bit of a glance and an overview of the programming process that I go through to design training um, that is productive, enjoyable, but you know, really effective as well. And as I said at the beginning, if you want to follow my programming, then it's a great time to to jump in my group program as we begin that new phase on Monday and getting that 20% off your first month with the the code um, SUMMER, which is in capital letters that you can apply in in the discount um, little code little section at, at checkout. Um, we have a private Facebook group where you can ask myself any questions you might have, whether that be about training, your nutrition, and you can also submit training clips for technique analysis. So it's it's a pretty pretty great deal if you ask me um and and the guide that all members receive as well teaches you exactly how to calculate your macros how to approach nutrition if you're not tracking you learn about fat loss maintenance building just so much more training things temp you learn about warm-up sets tempo there's a whole lot of education obviously nine over 90 pages worth in there so you know if you're interested i would love to have you on the team of you know and joining this group of other really awesome women that train really hard and are making some fantastic progress i'll leave the information about that down below and and a link for you to get stuck in as we begin phase three from next week which is very exciting and you know if not hopefully you take some um tips and tricks in terms of the programming process and how you might be going you know about setting up your own training program in terms of the the main things we've got to think about there but that is all from me for today as always any questions do just get in touch and I'll speak to you all again next week